Hello everyone, I'm so grateful that you're here. The Brush is a lounge for women, a place where we share conversations about our brushes with love, life, and everything in between. I'm Monique Walker, welcome to The Brush. Welcome everyone. My name is Monique Walker and welcome to the Brush Podcast. Our guest today is Carnetta Jones. Hello, Carnetta. Hi. Carnetta is out in the uh, Los Angeles area and has directed and produced and acted in films screened in festivals worldwide from Los Angeles to Canes. Before focusing on directing films, Carnetta directed numerous stage plays as the artistic director of Antelope Valley Christian Center and acting coached celebrities to Snoop Dogg, Macy Gray, Megan Good, Tasha Smith, and others for various films and television projects. Acting, producing, and directing is a perfect creative outlet, and that's exactly what we're getting ready to talk about. Welcome, Carnetta. Hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm excited. I know, yeah. me too. And you know, uh, as I was preparing to uh, have this conversation with you, I did my research on the benefits of acting um, or going to an acting school or taking acting lessons. I never knew that it was a therapeutic thing um, for us to take acting lessons. There was actually a study that said um, it recommended that everyone take an acting class. Did you know anything about that? Yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, that is so true. A lot of people say that acting is therapy because you get a chance to deal with your uh, your inner turmoil or repression or oppression uh -huh. feelings because you have to really tap in and release. Because uh -huh. if you become an actor, it, you have to learn how to use your emotional apparatus, your emotional experience uh -huh. into the scenes. And if you're all plugged up or constipated because uh -huh. you're expressing all these, these feelings, uh -huh. you're not allowed to really freely act. So yes, you tap in your, uh, whatever you have, you know, demons or your just emotional life and you learn uh -huh. how to release it. Uh -huh. Any type of material um, or any kind of um, character that would allow you to release, um, that's where the therapy comes in. Ah, wow. Very good. And um, it said it actually gives you an opportunity to experience uh, empathy um, because yeah. you're taking yourself out of yourself and into the character of someone else. So it helps us to uh, engage uh, using uh, empathy skills. I really, uh, so I appreciate you even more knowing that. That's beautiful to me. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, what I share to most actors is that 
it's important for us not to judge the character, but to elevate our thought process and consider the person who we're going to create, mm -hmm. consider their, their circumstances and empathize with them. Don't judge them, right. mm -hmm. um, but be, really begin to explore um, how it would be if you were walking in these shoes. Wow. And when we watch um, movies and films and plays and such, uh, from television to film, like I said, um, you actually see how deep uh, some of these actors and actresses get into these roles. And so you're absolutely right now that I'm thinking about it. it you have to get out of yourself to be able to capture the, the true essence of every, of every character. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the fun part. I know yeah. uh, you would find actors who are extremely introverted mm -hmm. and um, when, when they get on the stage or when they decide to create a character, it's their way of playing around and not feeling like they're going to be judged for doing it. Mm -hmm. It's really not them. So mm -hmm. it's an outlet for a shy person to become an extrovert. Yeah. Wow. Because they're taking on another character. Mm -hmm. It's an excuse, you know. Mm -hmm. And I've actually heard that a lot of um, um, actors and actresses um, who play very extroverted uh, roles in character are, you know, offset really kind of shy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Walking well, Phoenix. He's one of them. He's, he's mm -hmm. a little odd. Uh, mm -hmm. He's, you know, introverted. But when he takes on a character, he knows how to empathize, mm -hmm. and he begins to play. I call it playing mm -hmm. because he's allowing his imagination, as if we were children, mm -hmm. to take you into this whole world of what if. Uh huh. And this whole world of belief, belief, mm -hmm. in, belief in imaginary circumstances, to the degree that you have given it a three-dimensional approach. You've given a three-dimensional consideration. Mm -hmm. um, so therefore, you can have your entire self, mind, body, and spirit, immersed into this character, mm -hmm. live through this character. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just think that's phenomenal. So you have an amazing uh, job as someone who uh, trains and coaches and supports um, uh, these creatives, uh, these creative giants. Um, tell me how you caught the producing bug or the, the acting bug. Tell me how you got um, into the industry? Because I'm sure a lot of people would want to know. Yeah, thank you for ask, asking me that question. Mm -hmm. My father was in theater growing up as a kid. Wow. And I was the only one who liked to hang out with my dad because I was really, really um, curious about this theater and mm -hmm. acting stage and memorizing words and the whole community, how people interacted and the gossip and the drama. And as a mm -hmm. kid, mm -hmm. somehow that intrigued me. Mm -hmm. And so my father 
he, um, um, like maybe three or four times a year, the community, we were um, in a parish. I don't know if you know what a parish is, but it's- I'm from Louisiana. Pardon me? I'm from Louisiana. Okay, so you know. Yeah, so a parish <laughs> is also like a Catholic church community. So mm -hmm. my, my father would always get involved in the Catholic church uh, plays and they would have big musicals. Mm -hmm. And he always would play the lead. And my one of my first plays that he was in and he starred in, it was a comedy musical called Bye Bye Birdie. Mm -hmm. And um, I became one of the part of the chorus, which is to support atmospheric people. Mm -hmm. And I danced and I sang and I just watched and watched. And I was truly, truly enamored by everyone on stage, including my dad. I'm like, wow, this is, yeah. you can be someone else. You can use somebody else's words. And then uh -huh. I just, that's when I got it. And then I just yeah. continued to pursue it, just taking classes here and there and mm -hmm. being involved in high school. Then I went on to college, got my my degree actually in linguistics and psychology at Scripps College out here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And um I still always had a love for acting. So I would do all the, the college plays. And then once I graduated, mm -hmm. I just said, you know what? I did what my mother wanted me to do. I got my degree in a subject, a solid, something to fall back on. But uh -huh. I got my master's in acting at UCLA. And that was something that I chose to do. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then, um, and then it's just like, uh, um, it all kind of like everything, me getting into the union all fell into place. Mm -hmm. um, family members, best friend, he's working at this top agency. Mm -hmm. He says, hey, I'm looking for a black girl to go in for. I'm like, hey, I'm the one. Away <laughs> with each other. Went mm -hmm. in, I booked my two first commercial. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, and then that was, that was that's, pretty much been my career you know just mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. there at the right time you know and the blessing yeah. of god mm -hmm. where does the journey of becoming an aspiring actor or actress begin um where where I, I, you mentioned that watching your dad um, and then him allowing you to be a part of what he was doing but if someone uh, if a parent is watching their child or, or a, you know, an adult themselves, just feels like there's something kind of guiding them in this direction. Um, where does the journey begin? When do you start to look for, okay, this person is really serious. What are you looking for when you are asked by a family member or an adult uh, to take them on as a, to coach them or to train them? what what is that what is that journey when does that begin yeah that's a probably a threefold question um mm -hmm. but uh let's just start with um parent and child okay, okay. I, mm -hmm. I have two daughters and they're all in the industry in the various aspects of it mm -hmm. and when they were very young i just kind of introduced them to a lot of things mm. you really really get what they love because they have an interest and they want to continue it. Mm -hmm. And you 
support that energy, not to, uh, you know, uh, distract them from it. But if that's where they, their desire and their passion is, mm-hmm. then support it, feed it, train it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what pretty much I would say. Mm-hmm. Like watch your, now, if you realize that your child does have a, a true natural desire to be an actor, mm-hmm. then that, the, steps, the steps would be um, getting them in, into plays and having them understand the community, understand what it takes and the time and the energy it takes to do mm-hmm. a production from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. you have to put in to, to do a play and the mm-hmm. reason why i say that is because some people like it because they see the finished product but they don't know how it got to that result yeah mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of it involves you know having the parents take their children to auditions a lot mm-hmm. of the time takes in rehearsing mm-hmm. and of course the performance but also the tools they need is the training being in school, having them around their peers and learning from them and then auditioning and understanding that whole culture of, of acting mm-hmm. and rehearsal time mm-hmm. and knowing the, the specific tools you, you need in order to compete on a, on a high level where you can consider yourself being mm-hmm. competitive and also consider, being considered as a possible person to book a role yeah and you talked about something really uh interesting um um here is is looking having the parent or the family member whoever is supporting parent child which is what we were just talking about um you talked about um um how important it is that the parent nurture what they see happening with the child what happens when um you know Sometimes when when parents are trying to make the best decisions for their children, they kind of think that, you know, the arts and entertainment, um, you know, uh, that whole uh, industry may not be um, the best route for their kids. They may say, you know, there's no certainty there. What do you say to uh, to those uh, to those uh, families? What do you do with those children? Because a lot of times those kids just really know what they want, but uh, the parents are not as optimistic. What do you say um, to to children who may be experiencing that in family? I know for me, um, growing up, my family was pretty open to whatever I wanted to do, but they did, um, you know, they were constantly reminding me. Um, that a good career, a good career, a good career, you know, yeah. um, the path to music or singing or, or something like that um, may be a little, a little more challenging than just, you know, taking uh, a, a different route. So what do you say when you, uh, to, to children who, who end up in, in situations like that? Well, um, it's very interesting that you would pose two really two different ways that a parent can react to a child. Mm-hmm. Um, if your parent is very much old school, if you will, and they believe that you gotta have a a strong you know job to fall back on, go, back on, 
mm-hmm. and get a strong college degree so that you can go into the corporate world. And that's mm-hmm. very much old school. And parents mm-hmm. are still thinking about that, depending on what culture you're um, born into. I know mm-hmm. the Caribbean culture is very strong. And the mm-hmm. African uh, culture is very strong and very key mm-hmm. on getting, you know, one of the the three R's, you know, uh, the doctor, lawyer, or um, accountant. Right. And right. so, but I say to them, you know, respect your parents, but it's really, truly a balance. Um, mm-hmm. Say, you know, uh, bargain with your parent. Mm-hmm. If I keep my grades up, then can I have an outlet? Can I do drama in class? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, that was my rationale with my parents because mm-hmm. they were school very much. They wanted me to have a, a solid degree to fall back on. And so mm-hmm. I did both. I satisfied my parents, but I also, I had um, some extracurricular activities that I had had done and that involved, you know, theater. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. Um, mm-hmm. For kids that um, their parents are really don't have the time to, to go and run around with the kids, mm-hmm. then I I would say that I would say to the child, um, if you can, just keep it to your elementary school or high school um, opportunities that are there to mm-hmm. seek out and do some plays mm-hmm. inside the classroom at your church. Then do that mm-hmm. because if if that's your 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 desire, it will stick with you. You won't be able to not think about it. Yeah. It'll be very hard to mm-hmm. to shake it. Yeah, especially if you're born with it. And I, I wanted to talk to you about that because you know some roles that I see characters play, uh, it's just it just seems like you know all the training in the world you know could support them, but it just looks like they were born to be actors what do you have you experienced that in your career as you're teaching and training and supporting uh people in their roles that this student was just born to do this do you experience some of that sure i think um the difference is um it's imagination mm-hmm. it it's like you can learn to to be a singer yeah you can train to be a singer you really can if you put the hours into it and get your voice to open and, you know, put the hours in, you can definitely become a singer. Maybe not like a Whitney Houston, but maybe mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. It's it's very possible. Whitney Houston didn't have to take any lessons. Right. She, her mother was singing all around. However, because she didn't take lessons, her voice wasn't supported. And so she got notes mm-hmm. on her chords. And that was a problem. So I just think that a natural, because mm-hmm. I was a natural actress as well. Mm-hmm. I was a natural actress. However, I didn't have anything outside of my experience that I can fall back on. And that's mm-hmm. very limiting. Mm-hmm. When you study, you mm-hmm. learn technique, you learn another way to access or manipulate or call upon your emotions, it allows you to to delve into different worlds, different circumstances, and not be intimidated by it, but really mm-hmm. learn how to approach it in a way that's going to be 100% 
um, helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me what are directors and producers looking for today? Um, I don't know if you, um, I'm sure you keep, you keep up with, uh, with the industry and, uh, the Oscars and the, the Emmy awards and, and, and all of the places where, um, we're seeing, um, you know, uh, an increase in the number of, uh, women with leading roles, African-American women with leading roles, African-Americans period with leading roles. Um, what does this mean to you? Because you've been doing this for quite a few years. You're a seasoned um, uh, director yourself, a seasoned producer, a seasoned, uh, you know, acting coach. How does this make you feel to see um, so many new faces rising uh, in Hollywood? Oh, I think that the content right now mm-hmm. for um, the audience for actors is is tremendous is there's such a so many opportunities out there for yeah. actors directors producers we're all out there trying to hustle and mm-hmm. find work and because we have the digital uh platform because we have cable because we have um all the different streaming mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, course the uh studios uh there's so many 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 um opportunities out there and yes the uh african-american women and and male mm-hmm. are, are being sought after but let me tell you this is the catch and i think this is really my what i differentiate about this climate where there's yeah. so many opportunities for is is the content is it something that is your brand Mm-hmm. you can wake up in the morning look at yourself in the mirror and say okay i can do this because there's so many uh challenges out there for the actor mm-hmm. uh, nudity you know uh mm-hmm. all these different challenges that we've never really had before mm-hmm. and these characters are are so complex and so nuanced uh, sensually, sexually, religious, political, emotional, physically, that now as an actor, you have to choose. You got to see where you're going to the line. Mm-hmm. They're asking you to do nudity. They're asking you to simulate sex and all that. Yeah, And that's a lot because they've been asking, asking kids to do that. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of the high school um dramas that they have where the kids are promiscuous and so mm-hmm. content the opportunity is great but again there's decisions to be made yeah choices to be made and that's where the uh that's where the character really like what you're made of comes out yeah. that's where you really decide as as an actor um what line you will not cross where you know Mm-hmm. And and what are some of your? I mean, I'm sure that because you're training so many, uh, so many amazing people, when they ask you, you know, what do you tell them? Do you talk to them about character? Do you talk to them about reputation? Do you talk to them about the roles after this role and the risk um, involved uh, for them over the long haul? How do you have those kinds of conversations with your uh, with your with your clients? It really depends. 
It really depends. Oftentimes, um, the clients that I do have, they've already made the decision. So they're calling me in to help them build a character, help them build a, a character that they empathize with, that's three-dimensional, that they could drop into and really take on this character and become one with this character. So that we have one type of actor that they've already made that decision that nudity is no big deal. Um, uh, cussing is no big deal, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. they've already decided that. So I'm not, I don't judge them. It's, it's a matter of choice, but I'm just saying you got to make that decision because there's so much content out there. And I don't think that, I think that, um, depending on the person, the actor, they have to decide on if this is their brand or not. Now, if someone comes to me and I'm a part of the deliberation process or the process of deciding, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'll tell them everything, you know, I'll, I really consider everything. Yeah. I'll yeah. Consider, yeah. And I'll break it down. I can get real with them. Mm -hmm. And that's a different scenario. And I've had those conversations too. And wow. it, it, a lot of it, sometimes if, if there is nudity involved, you have to, is it gratuitous nudity? Nudity is, is this character have a redemptive type of, um, uh, uh, a dramatic arc story mm -hmm. arc? Do they mm -hmm. go from a good person to, I mean, to a bad person, there's no change or they go from a, a person that transform into a revelation of something they've learned about humanity, something they learned about themselves. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 it depends, again, how you see yourself. Uh, yeah. What are, uh, are you fascinated with? I like message movies in terms of directing. I love mm -hmm. message movies. I love mm -hmm. movies with the message. It has to be, it has to be a message. It can be a family message. Mm -hmm. It can be a message. It could be uh, a social message message mm -hmm. it has to be a message mm -hmm. and, and i'll decide on depending on what i desire for myself i'll just i'll say yay or nay to the mm -hmm. to the project that's being right. presented to me right so then tell us because i'm sure that audiences want to know and and here it is guys we're going to ask that question how do actors and actresses get roles yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to get roles. You can create your own project and you create your own roles. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the YouTube is very popular now. You can start your own YouTube channel and you can create your own uh, lane and content. And that's how you can get a role. And that's has been very favorable because it, it includes everybody and anybody. And it's very global. Mm -hmm. Everybody can have a chance to get their five minutes of fame, you know? You yeah. Um, what, what, what were people doing before social media? Right. Uh, mm -hmm. um, right now, like the old fashioned way. And, mm -hmm. um, but the social media is very strong because I have coached so many influencers. Um, I coached oh, wow. Tamar Braxton. I've coached um, Erica Mina, Jay mm -hmm. Fasacci. Mm -hmm. um, Jordan Wood, Woods, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and a lot of other influencers mm -hmm. uh, who have gotten parts because they have, they are talented, mm -hmm. uh, but also because they, they're, a, it's a, 
ingrown uh, uh, fan base. Yeah. Already established fan base. And so that's that's quite um, attractive because Mm -hmm. it's all about for the studio heads and the powers at B is all about putting butts in the seats. And so um, but, you know, the old fashioned way and people still do it. It's mm-hmm. getting less and less, um, uh, less and less easier to get into the room to do a live audition. More casting directors are wanting to do self taping, and you do that, you know, on your own. You go into a studio uh, that do that does a self taping, and you basically do the scene. You put it on uh, video, digital. You don't upload it, and then you send it off to the casting director. But let me just give you a flow of how it works. Okay. Okay, so it starts with a seed, an idea, a concept. And that's usually the producer, writer, all right? The producer says, I have this great project and Mm -hmm. I really want to get people attached to it. So he begins his journey. First, what a producer does, because he basically is the, the ringleader he is the Pied Piper. He starts it all. He uses all his resources, his friend base, his tentacles that reach out to all these different areas of friends and colleagues that he's had uh, some relationship with in the past. The producer, mm-hmm. he usually either option a book or he finds a script that he loves from a writer. Mm-hmm. Well, like for me, as a producer, I found a script from a writer and I produced a film with Megan Good and Garcelle Beauvais mm-hmm. uh, uh, called A Girl Like Grace and Ryan, Ryan Destiny also starred in it. And I was uh, the catalyst. I was the producer who found the script. And then from there with the writer, I said, now let me attach other producers to it that also have their own resources. So I went out and talked with Megan. Megan got Datari Turner. He's uh-huh. a very hot, hot producer. Does mm-hmm. quite well, African-American. And so we all came together and we began to connect with, I knew a casting director. I knew uh, Leah Daniel Butler, who is Lee Daniel's sister. She's a top casting director. I had worked with her before. So I called her and I said, hey, can you help us with this? Mm-hmm. We brought in a friend of mine, we all knew to direct it, who was also Slasher writer. So what if we had any any rewrites, which we did, he was able to rewrite it. So now we're building the team together. Mm-hmm. We'll bring in the producers, we brought in the casting director, then we'll bring in wardrobe specialists, hairstylists, you know, because we're building the team to get this production really going. Then we brought in, um, Name cast, which the casting director helped us to find the audition. And then you kind of set everything up with the production company mm-hmm. to walk the production company and the director. They go out and find locations mm-hmm. to, to satisfy the script requirements. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. script has a story to tell about right. these people who live in this certain environment. And so we had to make sure we had the right locations to complement the script and to create this story. Mm-hmm. So once you do that, you have production. 
Mm-hmm. You, know, you have the principal production. Everybody comes on and they begin, they're prepared. They learn their lines. We pick and we, we had auditions. So we chose the top people. A lot of times auditions are mm-hmm. um, based on a person going in, into the casting room or sitting in the self tape with the part partial uh, sides from the script mm-hmm. of a character that we feel we would like for them to to put on tape and show us what their interpretation of these lines are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the best person who tells the story the best gets the part. Whoever's yeah. the storyteller. And so that's what happens in that process. So you mm-hmm. have production and then you have post-production. No longer are the actors involved. Now it becomes the director and the editor mm-hmm. and the music people, the sound engineer and mm-hmm. the music people, they begin the score. They begin to take a raw footage and build a story around it and give it sound so that you can need sound effects, door opening, closing, mm-hmm. outdoors effect. And we get the score person, the musician to give um, a mood to the, to the uh, movie. Uh, music will, definitely transition you into feeling the right way for each scene that's mm-hmm. cool. making sure that everyone's you know on the same page and and getting the meaning uh of what the story of that scene needs to be shared of you know anyways um and so after that you got the whole team you have post-production then once the movie's in the can and it's done and everything is perfect. Everyone's excited about it. Then you start shopping it around. Mm-hmm. You start putting it in festivals, and that costs money. And then you give it to sales agents, see if they can sell it on the film the film market, which mm-hmm. is a market where there's a lot of different content, a lot of different uh, intellectual property, they call, that mm-hmm. people come, studio heads, um, cable people, um, a Netflix, they will come and they will look at your your film and see if it's mm-hmm. something you're interested in buying. Mm, wow! So there's a huge, there's a lot that goes into um, pulling a project together, and I'm so happy that you were able to share that because you know, in addition to um, uh, teaching and training, you are out there producing and directing yourself, and you've been doing it for a very long time. I don't know if you know this, but we have actually talked and we have about six minutes left, but I'm going to ask you right now if we can come back and just uh, do another call and do a part two, because we haven't covered anything (laughs) yet. We've got a (laughs) lot more to talk about. And when we get a woman like yourself on the line, we want people to know everything that they can possibly know about what this process Um, is all about because um, I don't know Carnetta about you you're there in Hollywood but myself um, you know listening to people who want to get into this industry who who think they got something they get so they're they're so misinformed sometimes and it can it can it can literally crush their dream right out of them because they are misinformed and so I'd like a lot of this stuff that you just talked about there's so much more that we can break down to be able to properly inform our audience with someone who's 
been there, who's been in the industry. And you just explained, you've been on all sides, producer, director, you know, the actor, the actress, you've been, uh, you've been in, in, in it all. And so, um, I'd like for you to just take a few minutes and, and, and tell our audience in the last five minutes of this, uh, of this segment, and we'll do another one. Um, where do they start? I mean, what do you do first? You've got a project, you've got a script. Um, if, if they're looking to um, engage producers, engage directors, and it's their, they're new, they've not done this before, um, where do, where do, what do they do? How can you help them to understand the process enough to get them to that point to where they are now in the process of screening actors and actresses and, and getting the production started? You know, so many of them are sitting out there with work and they just don't know where to start. Yeah, I, I think that um, a good place to start would be getting the trades, getting the um, publications like Variety and Hollywood Reporter mm -hmm. and Backstage West. They're, that's real important. And um, just to kind of familiarize yourself with the, with the community. Mm -hmm. And also, once you do that, there's all kinds of information online. Yeah. YouTube has so many classes that you can, and so many different roundtables, directors roundtable, actors roundtable. They mm -hmm. have what you call the Hollywood Reporter um, yeah. roundtable. Mm -hmm. Really take advantage of those resources because it'll be like going down a rabbit hole, but it'll, you'll find different directions and you'll discover all these wonderful resources that you didn't know that you can get into um and only if you would have known the only way you can find out is through doing the exploration um right. so social media they have there's so many casting directors on social media mm -hmm. you can uh, there's a lot like there's a lot of um mm -hmm. movies and opportunities that are on instagram mm -hmm. that you can yourself for mm -hmm. um so in order for you to submit you got to have the proper tools you need to have really good pictures not portraits from jc Penney's or sears but really <laughs> professional shots okay yeah nobody not not what you just took off and you're posing not, not no kind of posing these are lifestyle pictures uh -huh. that are really natural very beautiful and in it's 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 it's, it's just looking exactly like you would be if you were to walk into the audition room you wouldn't look like you wouldn't have a long old hair and then you walk into the audition room with short hair these pictures are lifestyle pictures mm -hmm. they are very true to life pictures but your mm -hmm. eyes say something so you need tools you need great pictures great headshots you need a resume you need to get experience so that's where being in plays doing extra work mm -hmm. is really important i know mm -hmm. out here we have central casting for all background work that is very profitable. A lot of people, you get paid for doing that. Plus you get experience. Mm -hmm. So that's another way, um, doing extra work. Um, mm -hmm. another, you can also, it will help you get experience. Mm -hmm. And then you also decide if you really like it or not, because that's pretty much the true 
version of what happens when you're on set. Yeah. You really have to invest in yourself, invest in what you want. That means spending hours and hours looking for opportunities, taking those, uh, you know, getting you a good photographer and not really cutting any corners on yourself. We've got less than a minute. I'm going to close this out and call this part one, Carnetta. And can I call you back and we do a part two? Yes, yes. <laughs> you're just getting going here. So thank you so much for joining the brush. We are talking to Carnetta Jones. And if you'll hang on, we're coming back with part two in just a few moments. The Brush is a lounge for women, a place where we share conversations about our brushes with love, life, and everything in between. Keep up with The Brush on Instagram and Facebook at The Brush Lounge. Also, check out The Brush Lounge community at www.thebrushlounge.com. <laughs>